On this episode of the Bold Idea Podcast, we're going to be talking about why you need a supermodel. Thanks for joining us. Put your faith to work. This is the Bold Idea Podcast with ideas, interviews, and inspiration to bring your bold ideas to life. Here are your hosts, Larry Gates and Armin Asadi. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Bold Idea Podcast. This is your co-host, Larry Gates. Along with Armin Asadi. We're so glad you're a part of our latest episode to put your faith to work and bring your bold ideas to life. Because this is the Bold Idea Podcast, and we have a special non-guest today. <laughs> it's us. Yay. It is us. And in fact, you know, that's not quite, that's not quite fair, because we actually have a lot of guests that we're going to be bringing in by proxy today, that's right? That's true. That's true. Yeah. It's all about them, not us. Exactly. All right. But, be, but before we get to that, we want to uh, point out to you that Armin and I are going into our summer schedule. Yes. I, I said that like a Brit. That's right. Schedule. It sounds more professional. Yeah, doesn't it? <laughs> and elegant. Doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> and then you go down south. <laughs> uh, yeah, whatever. Uh, so what we're going to be doing here, folks, is uh, we're going to uh, record these shows every other week uh, rather than weekly. Uh, for those of you that drag this out on iTunes, that just means you have an opportunity to catch up some, with some of our previous episodes. And we hope actually today's show will give you some pointers to some of those episodes if you may have missed that you can go back and listen to. We want to talk about why you need a supermodel. Now, I know what you're thinking. <laughs> and before you ask what's wrong with the models that we've got, <laughs> that's not what we're talking about. <laughs> wrong supermodel. Exactly. exactly. We want to talk about uh, why you need to create a reference model for where you want to go. And we think that you actually should put together the very best of the reference models. Hence, Supermodel. So for those of you who are tuning in for a whole other reason, stay with us. I mean, seriously, because I think this is going to be kind of fun anyway, right, Armin? That's right. I mean, this is, this is, first of all, I think everyone's going to check this out and be like, oh gosh, why are these guys talking about supermodels? Where is this going to go? <laughs> this will be good. I promise. That has nothing to do with what you're thinking. Yeah, well, yes, exactly. And, uh, and what we want to do is we want to talk about why we need uh, reference models. Um, and I remember a time ago, some time ago, you know, we had Roger Thompson on one of our episodes. I was just Roger. with him yesterday. Yeah, yeah, right. And he's such a great guy. And he had said one uh, something in one of his messages a long time ago that, that stuck with me. And he basically put it out this way. Is the decision that I'm about to make in keeping with the man that I want to become? And that was just like a really good test. Mm for any life decision, you know, mm -hmm. is a decision that I'm about to make going to make me more like the man I want to become. And I just remembered that. I thought that was a wow. very good, good thing to contemplate, but then it kind of begs the question, what is the man that I want to become? Hmm. You know, how do you define that? How do you yeah. set that out? And in fact, in fact, I think many of us don't really uh, spend much time thinking about what we want to become, what we want our future self to look like or who you want to become. Yeah, I think we maybe just have that kind of maybe vaguely in mind, but we don't necessarily have skin on the bones with it. So we want to talk about that today a little bit. And some of the best way to figure out how to get a framework for the person that you want to become, really the one that's going to unleash bold ideas in your life, is to have references of other people that have done that. Yeah, 
It creates a model for you to follow. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So we want to talk about uh, creating your own reference model using people around you or people that you've had exposure to, to uh, define who it is that you want to become. You know, the Apostle Paul said in 1 Corinthians 11, 1, follow me because I follow Christ. And so he's setting an idea that uh, we should look at people to pattern after people because if they can do something in their life, then we ought to be able to mimic that or do that in our own. And so why not pick out the very best people, the very best examples for us to do that? And let's do it in an intentional way. So Armin and I want to set forth a, a, a roadmap, really, for you to create your own supermodel, uh, one that would uh, guide your own life and uh, bring forth uh, bold ideas for yourself. And uh, what we want to do is... Um, give you some examples of that really from the potpourri of guests that we've had on this program. We've had so many terrific guests and we can't literally go through every one of them. So Armin has uh, selected some guests from that have served as a reference model for him. And I have uh, independently selected some guests that serve as a reference model for me. Yeah, and I'm I, curious who you picked. So yeah, I, I mean, you I'm don't kinda, know who I. Well, I guess you might know who I picked. But. No, I don't. Actually, oh, okay. I don't. I I didn't look at the notes you sent me. Okay, and good, I, good. So it's kind of interesting that uh, we would. I, I'm guessing that we'll probably have quite a bit of overlap. Yeah. But this isn't to say all those wonderful people that uh, have been on our program that aren't picked. This isn't a popularity contest, and it's not <laughs> to say that they wouldn't be a good reference model or in some other dimension. Uh, but we only have limited time, so we can't, like, say how everyone has done this. But, you know, I mean, it does kind of take me back to why we started this program to begin with. And in many ways, the reason we started the Bold Idea podcast was so that we would have these reference models, okay. so that we would see what people are doing in their lives and be inspired by the work that they're doing, the faith that they're putting to work, and that that, for us, could also inspire us to do the same. So in many ways... Um, you are benefiting, perhaps if you find benefit in these podcasts, and I'm assuming you are because you're listening, you're benefiting because we're very selfish about wanting to tap into what these people are doing it's true. <laughs> so that we can, we can gain references for ourselves. Yeah. So I think this is the first time that we will be doing this. And I don't think we've done this before. Have we, I mean, where no. we, where we just basically going to encapsulate what we think we've heard from many of our guests and how that's informed our lives. Uh, before they, we do that, though, I want to just talk about three benefits of reference models, and let's just yeah. go through these pretty go quickly. So for, first one is when we have a reference model, it helps us organize our thinking. You know, it helps us get clarity around what we want to have for our future. We kind of talked about that ourselves. But we can build a reference model in pretty much any facet of our lives. So you could look at our career and we could say, okay, so who represents kind of reference models or supermodels for me uh, that I want to look at in my career or in my family life or in my spiritual journey or in how I relate to friends or any of those kinds of things? They can serve as reference models there. So, so that's one thing. It helps us organize our thinking. Yeah, no doubt. Um, for me, the, the way I think of that is every time I want to create a or write up a contract or create some kind of document or whatever it might be, um, I know my fastest way of accomplishing that is just looking up templates online, yeah. finding one that's a good fit and just using and then filling in the content. You know, that's a really good point. We have no hesitation to borrow off of somebody else's groundwork right. to expedite and clarify our thinking and to get us further along and to build on it. Well, why don't we do that when we when we uh, run into people that uh, that we see and, yeah. and, and really just study that for ourselves? So right. that's, that's yeah. a great point. It simplifies and expedites. Yep. 
Number two, reference models show us what's possible. You remember the movie The Edge where they confront this uh, Alec Baldwin and oh, Anthony, Anthony Hopkins. Hopkins, yep. Yes, and they confront this bear out in the wilderness. And That's Anthony right. Hopkins has to convince the Alec Baldwin character that, you know, he's not going to die and uh, other people have survived in the wilderness. And the line that he uses is, what one man can do, another can do. And he has them chant this, you know, what one man can do, another can do. What one man can do, another can do. You know, and it's still, it's like, it's like a mantra, right? Yeah. It's so you believe it. But, um, you know, we have all seen that people that have accomplished something that's impossible go on to inspire other people. And perhaps the most famous example of that is uh, Roger Bannister, who, I mean, you pointed out, died earlier this year. Yeah, in March. Yeah. And uh, so Roger Bannister was, of course, the man in 1954 that broke the the indemitable four-minute mile, uh, right. running it in three minutes, 59.4 seconds, you know, right. just under the four-minute mile. impossible. He accomplished what was considered the barrier, the yeah. four-minute mile barrier. And uh, since then, 1,400 other athletes have uh, crossed that barrier. Um, and, uh, and the current record is now 17 seconds faster okay. than when Roger Bannister uh, had accomplished that feat. But what one man can do, another can do. And the role of a reference model or a supermodel is to, is to point out that we have our own limitations. They're mostly self-imposed. Mm -hmm. And when you see somebody else accomplishing something, uh, it does have a freeing kind of aspect to it. Yeah, especially when that person is relatable to you. I think that's why a lot of people totally are out there looking for someone that resembles them. Yeah, I mean, uh, I mean, even if you look at something, I mean, we're, we're, it's it's a Christian podcast, so if you if you even look at uh, church methodology, if you want a specific kind of generation coming to your church, you have to represent them on your platform because then people look at it and say, oh, it's possible for me to be the same as this person who is singing on stage or speaking on stage. It's, it's this weird mental thing that we have is if someone is relatable to us, their framework can be our framework. Mm -hmm. So if there's anyone we've listened to that resembles you, it's probably going to stick to you or if yeah, their background totally. is Yeah, if, you're, if you have a similar background and somebody's achieved something that sounds like something that you would like to achieve in your life, it, it has much more meaning because we often see people that are successful. We don't consider that everybody that's successful at one point in time was learning to walk in yeah. the same way that we did as toddlers, you know, yeah. had, had none of that, you know, it wasn't just given to them. Or of course, there are some people that made money the old fashioned way. They inherited it, yeah. but <laughs> come on, daddy. <laughs> <laughs> and success isn't all about money anyway, but yeah. the, the whole point of it is that, and I think it's a really important one is that we do look at people who are in a similar situation to us for inspiration. And when they can break out of something that's we feel imposed by, it gives us some sense of freedom from yeah. it. Yeah, it's great. Well, the last one I want to point out about reference models uh, is that it helps us identify our areas of focus, what what we could do in the situation that we find ourselves in based on what they might have done. You know, the old uh, bracelets that used to be going around that said, what would Jesus do? You know, WWJD, and, uh, yeah. WWJD. And while, uh, while we can take some inspiration from that and we might be able to encounter situations uh, that Jesus might have encountered that might be true in our own lives. Uh, as one pastor pointed out, Jesus never had to uh, zip up a zipper. You know, there are some things that Jesus never had yeah. to do because he was, you know, in, in his time, yeah. uh, he's not in ours. And sometimes we need to know what that looks like with skin on 
And so seeing people that, uh, that actually display certain, certain behaviors, um, that's such a great line. Yeah. Let that one sink in for a bit, right? It took all this like grandiose, awe-inspiring, powerful God. It's never zipped a zipper. Yeah. Right. <laughs> wow. Well, you never, you never, you know, had to deal with Velcro or you know, a, a, a cell phone charger that doesn't work. Whatever yeah, you, yeah. Know? you know, no, no crack cell phones for Jesus. You know? Never had MySpace. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Never, never had anybody. You never know how bad social media could really be. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, he got nailed to the cross, so I think it kind of beats all of yeah, the stuff true. social media could do to you. Sorry, but, I'm taking it off. Yeah, so yeah. No, it's okay. It's good. You know, but uh, the point is, is that when we look at what other people are like and do, then it helps inspire us to do those same things in similar situations. A number of years ago, I was watching the Olympics and it occurred to me, you know, I'm watching the very best athletes compete. You know, when we talk about Roger Bannister, you're looking at some of the very best athletes compete. And and I wrote a blog post called Olympians in Our Midst. And I just thought, thought I'm going to look around for people who I think exhibit the very best that I could I could see. And I, and I, I wrote about my friend, Dan, who always comes into a situation with just an attitude of gratitude. He's always, he's always a person that's like upbeat, positive, always wanting to just see you find out how he can help. And it's like, wow, that's very inspiring. I thought about my friend Dave and I wrote about him in terms of the way in which he gives constantly. I mean, the guy is like sacrificial in giving and it's like, wow, that's, that's to me, that's, that's, gold right there. That's a, that's gold medal giving, you know, and a gold medal attitude. So when we take the time and look around our lives, we'll find that uh, there are great reference models and they don't need to be celebrities to be supermodels for us. They just need to be the kind of reliable pointers of people that we want to become. Right on. Yeah. And they're all around us. Yeah. So let's talk. What we wanted to do is, is share some ideas about how you can create a supermodel strategy for yourself and what we thought we'd do is talk about people that we've had a shared experience with, your listeners to the Bold Idea podcast. So as we we thought, let's not, why don't we use guests that we've had on the program as reference models that we can talk about. And, and if you have listened to their episodes, you'll know what we're talking about. And if you haven't, perhaps you'll be inspired to go back and see what all the fuss is about. So Armin and I both grabbed a hold of, you know, five or six that we thought were reference models for ourselves, things, people that we had encounters with uh, that were guests on this program, we thought, hey, these people uh, really spoke to us in a specific way that we want to create as a supermodel for ourselves. So, Armin, go first. Why don't you share uh, a guest that uh, that stood out to you and, and why that was? What what does that inform you about a supermodel and for your own life? All right. So, the pro- well, first, the process I went about this was I had to think about what reference models um, really stuck out to me the most, right? Mm -hmm. So I thought of it from the perspective of who gave me a reference model in terms of being a son of God, who gave me a reference model in terms of uh, uh, being a father to my kids, and who gave me a reference model in terms of me being a professional. Mm. And uh, so my, my first one was son of God. And I thought the person that really stood out to me the most, um, at least it, so I didn't go back and listen to episodes, right? So right. I, I sat down and I thought about it. Okay, who, who, whose quotes do I remember the most? Who, who do I refer back to the most? Who do I think about in certain yep. spiritual moments, right? And uh, the, the first guest that we ever had on, 
mm-hmm. for this podcast, Stephen Kendra. I, I don't know how many times we've even referenced back to yep. him in the episodes, right? And he said something really simple. He just said, and, and I, I bet you you can quote me before I quote him. Well, yeah, go for it. Yeah, it's incubate everything in prayer, right? Yep. Uh, and I and I started thinking through what he said, and I and I realized I. I have tried to apply that more times than I can count in the past because of that episode, right? Like I, I honestly don't care if anyone listens to this podcast or not, because it was an entirely selfish thing for me. Right? I was like, Oh man, we get to interview these brilliant people. And I, it's like, this is, this is, <laughs> this I, is for me. <laughs> I remember it. I remember it exactly. And uh, guess what? I could show you, turn this computer around, show you my notes Episode number two, Stephen Kendrick. Was, is that what you wrote? <laughs> he was not, it was my first one. Yeah. He was my first one. So you and I both were one for one. Yeah. Uh, Stephen Kendrick. Yeah, for me, same thing. Uh, incubating ideas in prayer. Now, I remember after we did that episode, I mean, we both felt like uh, we could just turn the podcast off now. Yeah, we're good. Yeah. <laughs> we're, we're good, you know. Thanks it's for like, joining us, guys. <laughs> you know, know, you know, <laughs> hope you enjoyed our two-series podcast because right. we're done, you know. <laughs> but we would have missed so many other great guests that followed him. But at, at the same time, uh, boy, there there probably hasn't been a a concept that has been more haunting for me than just to say, you know, have you incubated this in prayer? Yeah. You know, and just, uh, and just doing that. And then so. his, 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 his uh, little word of advice that he gave in this uh, conversation that we were having. And if anyone's familiar with strength finders uh, or strengths finder, uh, my, my number one strength is activator, which just means I just like to do yep. things, right? I don't, I don't want to think, yep. I don't want to ideate. I think we both share activation. So yeah. I think that's perhaps why Steven's words right. stick out so much to us. And, and his, his example word of, of advice that. was yeah. don't take immediate action. Yep. That's, that's kind of like telling a mathematician, don't, don't do math. It's like, what do you mean? This yeah. is what I do. I just want to, I want do yeah, or, 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 or taking the calculator away from him. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And so when he said that after he's talking about incubating everything in prayer, uh, it was kind of a process that, that, that put a halt to my process, right? Cause I, my, my immediate response to something is do it. And he's saying, don't do it. Just if you're going to do anything, Go pray if yep. you need an action. And the number item. of ideas they had in their incubation incubator, you yeah. know, was just amazing. So if you haven't listened to it, episode two, Stephen Kendrick, what's next? What, who who else did okay. you have? And then one last thing I'll, I'll say that uh, he said that really, uh, really stuck out to me is he said, don't despise small beginnings. I thought that was, that was, oh, that, that is was good. That was really, that is really powerful. Yeah. Because I, mm-hmm. I, I really despise small beginnings, mm-hmm. right? Because I always think what, what's possible and I look at it and think, uh, when can I get this over with? Yeah. Where in his mind, he says, no, 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 no. You prayed for this and the small beginnings is a part of the yeah, destiny that you're going good. for. Okay. Good. So anyways, so, so the next thing I have was, I, I again, I was thinking about a reference model for yep. fathering, right? Right. Good. And this, and it's weird because I'm about to name a woman. Yep. And you know exactly who I'm about to say. Yep. Is episode eight yep. uh, with Michelle Watson. Yep. And uh, let me just say this. It's not entirely just based on the interview that we did with her because after we did the interview... I, and we did one interview with her in reinventure me and then this one for whatever reason she it like she just stuck to me and I and I couldn't get her out of her mind so I started following her on a regular basis her tweets her mm-hmm. facebook posts her interviews that she's doing whatever whatever right uh reading her blogs and right. uh through this process I mean, I've just been learning so much about fathering because her whole thing is about fathering daughters. Yes. I don't think I have a Y chromosome network, so she's really, (laughs) really important to me. 
And uh, and one of the quotes I, I refer back to all the time that she said uh, is that she said, men would rather do nothing than do it wrong. Mm-hmm. Do you remember that? Mm-hmm. And for whatever reason, I think about that so much. And when my wife proposes something or my daughter wants me to do something that I'm uncomfortable with because I realize it's it's making me have to act goofy or something like that. I, I realized I was saying no to things, not because I couldn't do them or didn't have the ability to do them or didn't have time to do them. It's just because I didn't want to do them poorly or make a fool of myself. And after all this time of spending um, following Michelle, it's turned, man. I mean, I, I've taken a very dramatic turn. Uh, as a matter of fact, she's given me this whole perspective of creating a vision for fathering. Where I've, and this, I, I just interviewed on her show about this, where I realized I have a vision for a lot of things, like my professional career or my ministry career or blah, 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 right? I'll, I'll do vision development. We talk about it for mm-hmm. the Bold Path Strategies. Right. And I realized, holy cow, you know what I don't have a vision for? I don't have a vision for being a father. Mm-hmm. I don't know what that looks like. I can tell you how to survive day to day because that's my advice, but I don't have a vision for being a father. And to the point where uh, Michelle took it to a point where I never thought I did. I wrote a eulogy for my funeral and wrote it from the perspective of my daughter writing it. And it's been one of the most heart-wrenching, wrecked me, amazing, beautiful Mm -hmm. things I've ever done. It's just changed the game for me as a father because... Now I'm thinking about the end in mind and what kind of dad I want to be and how I want to be remembered. I mean, Michelle Watson, man, she's a game changer for dads with daughters. That's good. What about you? What do you got? Well, my uh, number two choice, uh, at least as supermodels here, would be um, episode number eight, Michelle Watson. Shut up! (laughs) Yep, absolutely. No, you didn't. I did. Are you serious? Take a look. Influence of the father. But not not for her content. Okay. Not for, interestingly, not for her content. Okay. But entirely for her attitude. Come on. So she comes across, and I th- and she's very genuine. I know her personally, yeah. but she just is, comes at things without a spirit of demandingness. Mm. It's an entirely just the spirit of humility that has, that whatever is coming is just, I'm grateful for it. And you said not to despise small beginnings, uh, that she doesn't despise small beginnings. She doesn't despise anything. <laughs> no, no. And uh, and so it's really that uh, the attitude of Michelle, uh, that her content's great. I'm not belittling that in any way. But it wasn't because of what spoke to you. It was yeah. because of how she spoke. Yeah. And it's because of her demeanor. It's the and, um, character. It's the character. Yeah. 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 So that really spoke to me. What was uh, what was next on your list? I kind of want to hear your number three. Just... Right, just... <laughs> All right. You want me to go? All right. Yeah, because okay. I want to I see. If... <laughs> okay. Well, uh, this next guest, I wouldn't be surprised if you don't have him on yours I'm gonna as well. I would freak out if it's the same. Uh, appeared twice on our program, episode 22 and 55, Phil Cook. Ah, uh, Phil Cook. I, that, I was going to go. I, I went different finally. All right. Okay. Yeah. Phil Cook, and I'm going to lump him in with uh, Wes Yoder, 44, and uh, Paul Young, number 10. And the, okay. the reason so you're really cheating is what I'm kind of cheating, but I'm kind of creating a collage <laughs> over, if you want a supermodel collage. Now imagine doing this in, in Photoshop, a supermodel collage of Phil Cook, Wes Yoder, Paul Young. Uh, that could That's be pretty interesting. Looking person right yeah. there. <laughs> maybe, maybe you should put that together, but here's what I think these guys have in common that uh, really stood out to me. Now, uh, Phil Cook talked in episode 23 about engaging our culture and in episode 55 with Jonathan Bach about recapturing our credibility. Wes Yoder talked about curiosity in episode 44 and in episode 10, 
Paul Young talked about the making of the shack. But I think in each of these, the guys had this real deep sense of being present and engaging with the culture and with the people in front of them. And you remember Paul Young was in the midst of launching his book, yeah, launching a new book. He was launching a new a the Shaq series. Movie was coming the out. Shaq movie was coming out. The book, a new book was coming out. Plus a, a series on cable TV was coming out all within the space of five days. And yet he spent over an hour and a half with us on the phone. Yeah. The interview itself was an hour and five minutes long. Yeah. We got an extra 20 minutes off the air with him and he never gave us the impression he was in a hurry. Yeah, not at all. Not at all. And he even said, I remember one of the things I remember from Paul saying all the time now is uh, God gives us enough grace for each day. Yeah. Right. And when you when you take the same kind of demeanor, I think, with Phil Cook and Wes Yoder, the, both of those men are, 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 you're with me, I'm going to engage and give you everything I've got, and, and, uh, and this is what my assignment is right now, is to yeah. be with you. And uh, both of those men, uh, all three of those men, really inspired me in that way, yeah. it's just to be present and to be engaging with people, because I can have so many things going on in my head, perhaps a little ADD-like. It's yeah. like I'm always out in front of myself. It's like I'm tripping over my own feet. And I am and I wonder about the experience that people that are in front of me might experience when they talk to me. It's like, are you even here? Yeah. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I should run into the future to catch up with you. you know, that sort of thing. I'll, I'll send you a text message. You keep thinking. <laughs> so that was those guys and their demeanor and yeah. their sense of presence really was inspiring to me. Uh, so I, I, I did think about Paul Young. Uh, so I, I went back and forth between him and Stephen Kendrick. I did think about Phil Cook. Um, for this other part and the other person I thought of was Nick Tassler but the guy I ended up landing on ironically was the guy I referred back to his quotes the most mm, and who was that Aaron Walker Aaron Walker yeah I, I was surprised by that too not right. that he, not no he didn't do a terrible job or no no Aaron's a great it. guy yeah, yeah. It was an awesome Total. interview yeah. we need to actually have him back on but I, I just remember most of what he said for whatever reason right and he 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 had the conversation with us um, about there's a difference between success and significance. Signif uh, success is more about what you get and significance mm -hmm. is more about what you give. Mm -hmm. um, his story about taking a life uh, of a pedestrian. And I, I don't know, there's just so many things that he talked about. But here, here's, the, here's the one thing that um, of all the things that Aaron said I, I, that really stuck out to me. And I think it stuck out to you too, is he said the enemy of excellence is isolation. Yes. Right. And you remember exactly. that, right? And, um, and he, you know, he's the mastermind guy who wrote the blueprint of mastermind groups. We were going to start a mastermind group, but we never did. Um, <laughs> but, um, he just, there's another, there's another test case for that one, right? Yeah, yeah exactly. But just everything he talked about in terms of, Hey, uh, as you're going through life, rather than thinking about what success looks like for you, why don't you think about what purpose is for you so that you don't just pursue status, but you, you pursue purpose and purpose will give you significance, mm -hmm. right? Like, and I'm, I'm, I don't know, I'm bringing a bunch of different things that he said together and putting a sentence here, but I, I think he's the one who changed my mind in terms of uh, success and significance and purpose and how he arranged everything and how how much um, he focused on relationships being the number one asset and you can't pursue the 
the significance of life without relationships because you don't then you don't have anything to hold you accountable to what you feel like is your god-given call mm-hmm. and what other people see as your god-given call and mm-hmm. so i don't know I, I just kept thinking about aaron because i mean he he yeah i mean he just had lots of arrows you know just, oh yeah I, I mean, good stuff and they stuck yeah. they stuck yeah you know well the last uh I guess a, a mini collage here. Two guys uh, get the get the uh, next supermodel uh, segment for me, and that would be uh, number forty nine, Art Erickson on on going from transaction to transformation, and then episode fifty seven, Chuck Stecker on intentionally intergenerational. Mm. Now, for both of those men, what I saw is a common trait between them is this tireless energy for kingdom kingdom work and yeah. kingdom enterprise and they just uh, they they just live for that mm. they see that in what they do they're they're driven by that and uh, that that really represents a terrific model for me to have that kind of long obedience in the same direction yeah just intensity of seeing that through that lens and that love for the kingdom and the king and just wanting to to have that be the marker of their life Mm-hmm. Um, you know, every time I text Chuck, he's either in Korea or, you know, somewhere else in the planet, you know, sure, just yeah. some, some place just doing uh, great work. And, and, and you don't need to travel to demonstrate that it's in right. the intensity and, and focus of the individual. Uh, just, uh, both yeah. of those men are inspirational in that way to me. Yeah. I didn't go beyond the three that I got, but those are great reference models in terms of kingdom work and kingdom heart and kingdom mind. Absolutely. Yeah. So any more or. No, those, okay. are, those are my three. Well, that's great. Those are those are terrific. Now, here's here's what I did coming out of that because it's like, okay, we can we can point out where you have people that serve as reference models for you. And then let's to drive that deeper is to is to pull out what is the thread, just as we talked about. And when you look at uh, look at somebody in your life that you think, oh, they they'd be a good person to create a reference model for, turn it into a supermodel by then identifying the things that uh, that you learn from them. For instance, uh, you know, I need to learn better how to go to prayer for an idea and and practice a habit of incubation from Kendrick. I need to be more uh, undeserving, more filled with wonder, which is Michelle. I mean, she she's like almost surprised when good things happen, yeah. you know, when blessings come. It's like, oh, that, you know, I never yeah. deserved that. Um, I need to be more curious and engaging with others, you know, like we learned from uh, Phil and and Wes, and I need to be more present, like I learned from uh, Paul Young, and and then have this same obedience in the same direction from Art Erickson and Chuck yeah. Stecker. Those guys just provide that. But what I did then was I took each of those areas. For me, there are five areas that I just outlined, and I scored myself on a score of one to ten mm. on how I thought I did in each of those areas. Mm. And uh, and so, like, I'll give you an example because I don't want to air all my on my laundry here, but but the one that kind of, I think hit both of us right at the very beginning was prayer, you know? So how, how well do I incubate ideas in prayer? So you, you put a score in your head while I tell you mine and and maybe we'll match up. I don't (laughs) know. As long as yours is the lowest number, we'll we'll match up. (laughs) I I put, I gave myself a three on that. Yeah. yeah. And, and, uh, so it was that, where were you? Yeah. I mean, I, I, I pray, uh, at night, very intentionally, and in the morning, very intentionally, and the kind of the rest of the day, you're just go, 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 right? Yeah, yeah, so, yeah, yeah, I mean. Yeah, and for me, I, I didn't score myself just on how I pray, on, on how often I pray, or any of those things, or whether I pray for other people. This is specifically about, do I take an idea yep. and incubate it, right? Yeah. And I'm like... Mm, maybe about a third of the time. Yeah, I don't you know. know. I and and if it's if I think yeah. it's a big 
if it's a big idea and there's a lot of risk, then I'll pray about it, right? Because <laughs> now I need God. Otherwise, I got this. <laughs> so here's the thing. So I, I, you score yourself on a score of one to 10 on each of these dimensions that you're referencing somebody else as being a supermodel. So what is it about them and their life that you want to become more like? Score it on a score of one to 10. Now, if you gave yourself a three, as I did, I know that uh, it would be hard for me to say, what does a 10 look like? But because I gave myself a three, I already know what a four would look like. I mean, because I could have given myself a four, but I didn't. So why didn't I give myself a four? Hmm. And so what I thought of is if I wanted to just move that needle just up one from a three to a four, what would I need to do? And I wrote down in my journal, what I'm going to do is create an incubation list. So the ideas that I have that I'm contemplating create a separate list that's just, this is my place to incubate an idea. And just hmm. these are, and you remember that Stephen said they had that. They basically had an incubation list of ideas that they were the, the projects that they were praying yeah. over, you know, and yeah. if I want to get intentional about that and, and be really improve my score, I should be, you know, writing that down. Yeah. I mean, the way they even said it was really funny. I mean, uh, how did he say it? He said, if we didn't incubate it in prayer, let me tell you, we wouldn't be making a movie about an old lady in a closet praying. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it was the number one hit. Exactly. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, one very simple thing to do in any area that you want to uh, improve in your own life is just rate yourself on a score of one to 10 and then ask yourself, what would it take to move it up one point? Yeah. You know, so often we focus on perfection. We want to be a 10, but you already know why you didn't give yourself one extra point. So yeah. take that step yeah. and make that step a difference. It's a lot easier to take a step from three to four than a leap from three to 10. Exactly right. Yeah. Well, I found as I went through this that the stuff that I'm working on in terms of the ideas that I have in mind, the bold ideas that I'm pursuing, I don't know if you feel this way about yourself, Armin, but I discovered that my issue with respect to the ideas I'm pursuing are not technical in nature. In other words, it's not that I don't know how to do them. Mm. They're more character in nature. I don't have necessarily the, the degree of faith that I'd like to have. I didn't necessarily incubate it in prayer. I didn't necessarily come at it with an attitude of gratitude. I came at it more with an attitude of demandingness. I was impatient. I wasn't allowing for small beginnings. Right. You know, all those things that are not about the technical of how to do something. Right. They're about the character uh, that's forming in me, and I need to have these these uh, men and women as reference models. And, um, you know, I also discovered, if I'm being brutally honest here, as I went through and I scored myself on those things, which is why I didn't want to share my other scores, sure. that I'm not as far along as I would like to think that I am. You know? yeah. and, uh, and that I really can use some improvement in this area. The other thing, too, that I found is as I started looking at the things that I would do to raise the score up, I found that several of those ideas, those things that I would do in one area would have a positive effect in the other. So this isn't as daunting as it needs to be. You know, you can make one, some small changes in your life that actually have an effect elsewhere at all. And the biggest part, the biggest takeaway for me is that it's not that hard to do. Yeah. You just really. have to look for people in your life and find a way to just grab a hold of what is it that they're teaching you about how they can live or how you could live and then write it down and score yourself and put together an action plan to become more like that. Wow. Yeah. I mean, I'll tell you my takeaway from the, and it's a Stephen Kendrick thing is uh, my wife and I are going to have a conversation about how we're going to make time each day to set aside for prayer. So I'm going to take the kids, you go hide yourself for a half an hour, do prayer time, and you're not going to hear the kids and you're not going to have anything to worry about. And I'm going to steal your phone from you and you're going to do the same for me. 
and every day so that our, that's going to be our goal that's the yeah. incubating things in prayer you just got to make time for it it's, that's it's great. not just an intention it's just got to be scheduled yeah that's awesome <laughs> so yeah i hear you man it really isn't that hard that's great well we hope that you got some ideas for yourself from this episode and maybe some ways in which you could go about creating your own supermodel and we hope that we've convinced you that you need one mm. And we'd love to hear from you if there are some questions that you have or some comments or some people perhaps that have stood out to you as supermodels that you'd like to share. Uh, visit our show page at boldideapodcast.com slash 69 and leave us a comment there or leave a comment on our show line at 612-568-IDEA. That's 612-568-4332. So that's it. Until next time, this is Larry Gates. And Armina Saudi. Saying so long, be blessed, and go get a supermodel. You've been listening to the Bold Idea Podcast. To get our show notes sent to your inbox, visit boldideapodcast.com.